today's episode, we are joined by two lovely seals and one wannabe otter. Today we are discussing who are the house seals, why do they exist, when did they start existing, and how they exist. We're also going to talk about house seals moving to IRC from Discord, and we're also going to talk about some credit rebalancing. So let's get started by Rickson, the spy on the inside, to tell us what is house seals. Hey guys, thanks for having us here. So the Hull Seals are a group of commanders that, uh, in Elite Dangerous, are a very similar rescue organization, service organization, dedicated to, uh, as the name would suggest, repairing people anywhere in the galaxy uh, in case they run into emergencies. We also yep. have our Kingfisher sub-branch, which helps us uh, deorbit uh, de or lift up or rescue SRVs stuck in precarious situations. And we also have our Code Black Mining Services, led by Dan, who's also here with us, which help Hello. rescue commanders who have their canopies breached out in deep space and get back safely to a rescue point. Dan, Dan, just in the background, like, Hello! So, Dan, um, since Rickson's had a chance to introduce yourself and you, the only word you got in was hello, how, uh, what, is your, what, is your, what is your view on how you find the... You've broken me. You have broken me. <laughs> my presence has broken you, sir. And so my mere hello made you weep with uh, happiness. And there you go. That is Dan. <laughs> that Dan the magnanimous. That is introduction. That is your introduction. Oh, my God. Honestly. Seriously. <laughs> what? Right. Seriously. Okay. Be happy my mere presence is here. <laughs> What? 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 Okay, for everyone who is just who is listening to the podcast right now, um, we are trying for the past like twenty minutes to record this episode, and I'm just about to give up. And this this part of the laughter is going to stay in this episode, okay? So we're just continuing. Uh, Dan, could you please uh, explain a little bit what what your uh, what your job is here uh, at uh, at Hulse? My job with the seals is um, my job. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> My job with the seals is to be an administrator and to be the lead uh code black uh expert in the group. I actually have a mining background. I started with the IMU, um the Intergalactic Mining Union, and I'm still a silent um administrator over there as well. But predominantly my elite day-to-day -day, uh these days goes uh about being an administrator and a uh, and a leader in the uh, Hull Seals. Okay, okay. So, Riggs, um, talking a little bit like uh, how you uh, formed. If I'm right, it started all in Distant Worlds 2, right? An expedition uh, with how many people were there? Like 10,000 or something? That, that's correct. The Hull Seals started out uh, with the fleet mechanics role in... Uh, Distant Worlds 2. This was uh, essentially just a role that was added with very little organization. There was, you know, it was one of those add it, figure out what you're going to do as time goes on, here's some resources. Uh, and it became a very quickly and well organized uh, group of people working together. And midway through Distant Worlds 2, 
a lot of us decided, you know, we wanted this to continue. We saw the service that we provided to commanders during Distant Worlds 2 of providing repairs without needing to fly thousands of light years to the nearest station. And we decided that this was a service that we wanted to see continue. So we uh, began planning towards the end of Distant Worlds 2, and we have operated ever since as the Hull Seals, uh, an evolution of our role. And instead of servicing just commanders during the expedition, we're now... Uh, offering our services anywhere in the galaxy and anyone who needs them. Exactly. So, for people who don't understand properly, the past few episodes we may have some had some advertisements by the Hull Seals itself. The advertisement was talking about when the Hull Seals were made. It was like a little bit, you don't want to be talked about, am I right? Maybe maybe I can I can play the advert right now and maybe then we can talk about it. Sure. Yeah. So, right. What I'll do is I'll run the I'll run the advert now. In five, four, three, three two, one. Let's go. There we go. Done. Yes. Distant Worlds Explorers Journal, version three point four five one. Time and date unknown. Voice log number twenty three. Playback initiated. Well, it wasn't so bad after all. This expedition figure that I accidentally signed up for. Met a couple of commanders, exploring the vast nothingness filled with wonders together is way more fun. But what I didn't sign up for was the cult that formed during the expedition. Several mechanics banded together and started calling themselves Hull Seals. And before you knew it, they became a bloody cult. But I should have kept quiet about that. They don't like when someone runs his mouth out about them. Still, they are very useful. Despite not being normal, they repair ships and save commanders who have problems. Still, there's one thing that worries me. Currently, we're travelling to the Sith waypoint, and the situation with the seals is ah, totally out of control. They started their own religion in the 34th century. Of course, it's not a big deal, but they do seem a bit violent if it comes to it. What's that? Did I just graze an asteroid? In the middle of nowhere? Hmm. I must be hearing things. Radar is clear. Computer reports 100% hull. That was weird. Anyway, rumours are those peaceful mechanics will murder any commander on site if he opposes them. Truth be told, I want to have nothing in common with those three. Wait, what's that? Three? No, five marks on the radar. Oh, make it seven. Pirates? Impossible. Why would you go? Damn it! Thrusters won't power up. Every steer's dead. No! 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 Warning: Hull integrity critical. Repair lipid engaged. And welcome back after listening that little old piece of history. So, what do you guys think about it, Rick? We're technically not a cult. You are. That's what a cult would say. We are technically not a cult. Illegally, you're not allowed to say you're a cult, but um, you are. <laughs> Especially after the lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about the lawsuit. And we, and we don't talk about the law. Why are we talking about the lawsuit? What lawsuits? I, I don't know what you're talking about. 
There's also a reason why I'm not uh, near uh, uh, allowed near leave. So. Okey-dokey. So, um, besides not being a cult advert, why was that the kind of basis around whole seals? Why are they hyper-aggressive animals? Is that just something you came up with? Or is there a reason behind that? So, um, first off, we we don't actually hunt down and kill people. That's that's not our purview. Our yeah. job is to help people out. Um, but We hunt <laughs> down and help them. Yeah, we hunt down and help people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's congratulations! Like the, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a sneak hug. <laughs> Way to make it sound threatening, Dan. All right, but um... I will hug you, and I will love you. <laughs> oh God! Oh man! Um, but the 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 nomenclature around seals. Um, was actually is actually a play on words like so many other uh, names in the galaxy, and the fact is that we go and repair people, so we uh, we fix holes in their hull or we seal their hull. Therefore, we are the hull seal. There we um, go. Yeah, I was curious. That is that was the uh, idea behind it, uh, mm-hmm. and I believe you know that that was coined a couple weeks into Distant Worlds too, and it just kind of stuck. Um, it's not, it doesn't have any more hidden meanings beyond that. It's not like the, uh, fuel rats, rats is star backwards or anything like that. Um, what? Wait, what? Spell I, rats backward. Uh, I did never, I never thought of any of this, to be honest. B-U-L-L-S-H-I-T? That's pretty pog. I didn't, I didn't realize. Like, wow. <laughs> I, I just saw it called fuel rats because just yeah i i don't know if that was the intended meaning but that is something oh, that is... sorry sorry for a loud sound on my microphone then i just dropped something um it also let's just, uh, let's be fair too it also uh is partially because of the rats that the hull seals are the hull seals because it's just another animal that does uh good things in the galaxy absolutely the rats have been a, a huge source of you know inspiration yeah. As you know, this is a this is one of the premier repair organizations and service organizations in the galaxy, um, and several senior rats uh, actually were heavily involved in the creation of the seals and helping develop the process. When we first started in Distant Worlds Two, and especially with our uh, later code Blacks, we had to pull heavily from resources from the IMU and the Fuel Rats of. How should we do this? We didn't have our procedures set before our first rescues. In fact, we didn't have a standard operating procedure document until a week into Distant Worlds 2 and a couple dozen repairs under our belt. Uh, But, you know, it was one of those we learned on the fly, what works, what doesn't, how can we help people? And it's just evolved into this wonderful organization today. Okay, so Rickson, I'm going to stop you there quick. So you keep mentioning these code blacks and standard operating procedures. Obviously, we I know the fuel rats are in SOT, but I'm just curious of what the of what the wholesales do to rescue anyone. I don't even know what they do. They use repair limpets, or do they just take them to the do they escort to them to a station? So what do they? What is this SOT for the fuel um, for the wholesales? Sorry. Right. So uh, that's a very good point to bring up uh in general for most standard repairs we use repair limpet controller uh which is it's basically similar ships types and builds long range very fast ships uh that have repair limpets on board 
uh, our goal is to get out to a client and put, you know, just just get the limpet on them and fix up their hull to 100%. Whereas with Code Blacks, and I'll toss this one over to Dan because he's, you know, the mastermind behind them, it's a very different procedure. Okay. So um, the Code Blacks are something that are kind of uh, very unique in, in, in least in Leap because it it's a situation, of course, where the um, canopy is blown out Mostly, we get them for uh, failed neutron uh, jumps. Uh, so, and we usually get them out in deeper space because, I mean, in the bubble and in Colonia, we don't get a lot of calls for it because, I mean, there's not a lot of people do neutron jumps inside the bubble. And it was kind of a on the fly procedure. Um, and it mostly comes down to having um, a lead miner. Uh, uh, a seal uh that is the like uh, the the um not the client why am i blanking on that word ricks head miner uh, and um and then trying to get like up to 10 people all working together to uh mine iron and nickel in uh rings around gas giants and then letting the client pick up uh iron and nickel so that they have enough oxygen uh ref uh refuels refuels um until they can get to safe harbor okay. and it's and it's a tight rope act it's it's one of the more it's i've had my heart in my throat mo multiple times going oh thank god the client got yeah. enough iron and nickel to do the first uh synthesis right yeah. so i would say talking, that... so so talking a little bit about a, a co-black rescue um, me and Rick recently talked about uh, some stories that he told me. Maybe uh, Rick and then you can t tell me about and tell the listeners here about about case three seventy two. Right, case three seventy two was a uh, February of Distant Worlds two case. Um, it's probably one of the best examples of a code black that went right. Um. Just it cutting was... in here for one second. This case happened before uh, uh, fleet carriers. Yeah, yeah, this case was um, back in uh, during Distant Worlds 2. So this is pre-fleet carriers. Um, the case itself still holds the record as the most amount of uh, seals and dispatchers assigned to one case. It is Code Blacks are, in my opinion, the most technically complex operation in Elite Dangerous. I can't think of anything that requires more effort and dedication from the people to do in such a short amount of time, but also such a long amount of time. Uh, the case itself lasted from the time the client asked us for repairs to the time the client was safe and repaired four hours and 42 minutes with three hours of that spent in-game on emergency oxygen. The case had around i want to say 27 different commanders and three dispatchers all working on the case to make sure that uh, everything got done well each dispatcher had their own team of people that they were managing and it truly was uh, an effort where the many came together to help the one 
Yeah. So normally in fuel rats we only have one dispatcher, but I usually hear there are maybe minimum minimum of two dispatchers at wholesales. So tell me a little bit of the difference between how your spatching works instead of how it usually works at fuel rats. Sure, absolutely. In our case we usually have each case can have its own dispatcher we don't have one set coordination spatch that is in charge of everything uh, most cases it's whoever whichever dispatcher grabs the case first manages that case in the early days of distant worlds 2 uh, we had sometimes four or five dispatchers all managing multiple cases in the same channel and it was beautifully choreographed chaos um, and even now that persists of you can have two different dispatchers managing two different cases at the same time in the same place uh, and all that we require is that our seals help us make sure that we know which case they're going on and other things like that okay but you are still if you have more than one case do you do it in the same channel as well or like as a few or do you have separate channels we do have the capacity for failover channels that's when one channel becomes too complicated and we have to move people out we have dedicated channels for code black services as those are the most in-depth and complicated and we do have the ability to make more channels or to pull clients into other channels however in general we usually can get away with having just one channel active at a time that's probably because you don't have that much rescues as uh, the fewer rats even when we did we've been able to handle around a half dozen to a dozen cases in a channel at a time it's just a matter of everyone working together and making sure they're paying attention so like, how many rescues would you usually get in a day? Ooh, it's, it's, been on an, it's been on an upswing recently. Um, we've had days, it's usually only one or two, sometimes more a day. I know our recent high was uh, actually only five cases on the 27th of November. But our record for cases in a day is, I believe, around 11 per day. Yeah, talking about records... We've had the same idea. <laughs> recently, Bye. recently, because uh, Epic Games uh, had the game for free, we had a huge, huge boost in, in case numbers uh, here at Fuel Reds. The the previous record we had was around two hundred and fifteen something. Let me see, two hundred and fifty exactly. And yep. since the uh, new uh, case flow, we had a uh, we had a broken record after record, and the peak now is five. No, you wait. Five hundred and twenty six rescues in one day. Practically doubled. That's well, it. Did it doubled a bit more on the Saturday, the November the twenty first to twenty twenty. That was, uh, that was ridiculous. How how did you handle with that, Jordy? Um, I wasn't really available at much, but I I have been I have been uh, reading a lot. But sometimes uh, we've seen like more than twenty active cases at once, and we still do it in one channel. And only with two or three patches, 
It's it's bonkers. Yeah, it, it was. I, I was just sat there watching because I was I was clueless. I was I was totally overwhelmed. I was sat there. I was like boom 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 boom. The ping 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 ping. It was. It, it was and such still a. Still now, like we're talking about right now, there are, are again five active cases at once. So, Rickson, what's your favorite type of fish? Uh, not discriminatory. Fish is fish, man. <laughs> Fair enough. Then, same question. Uh, to eat salmon to look at dogfish head. The dogfish, not the beer. Damn. No, dogfish. The shark. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, since Ooh, we talked about fish, beer, there we go. Okay, since we've talked about who the Hull Seals are and why they exist and when they started to exist, which was a pretty nice story, actually, and I loved the advert. That was a pretty cool advert. So what are the plans from um, the Hull Seals going from Discord to IRC that the Fuel App is hosting at the moment? So what would you... Why, what, why is that decision being made? So it has been really made, by the way. Yeah. Oh, why, sorry. Yeah, why has that decision been made? So really, ever since Distant Worlds 2 ended, we've wanted to expand our services and make them easier for clients or for other commanders to access and be able to join if they need. Uh, a few limitations with Discord included uh, sometimes reliability of the platform, uh, that you needed an account to access services, and the fact that there's only so much customization and user management that you can do with Discord. There's limits to what you can do with bots, there's limits to what you can see and what you can know about someone. One of the reasons we moved past that, we looked at different solutions as, okay, how can we make the client experience better? How can we be faster at getting repair limpets on clients? And what we eventually came up with is that there's a reason that the rats use what they use there's a reason that irc still persists and that was that was irc and it was the best solution we had at the time it doesn't require accounts to access but it can have accounts included it has full customization of what you can do with it you don't have limits on what you're allowed to make your own bots do and there's just so much more user data and customization and personalization that we can do. It also uh, isn't reliant on someone else's background uh, services like Discord to host, which means that we can uh, grab our own services. We can worry about our own reliability without being uh, tied too heavily to a different platform. So, um, you have already moved to IRC, am I right? Yeah, that's correct. We uh, have been active for just over a week now on the IRC platform, and it's been uh, going really well so far. Have you had any more rescues lately or not? So yeah, we've definitely had an increase in cases. Um, on the 27th, just uh, two days ago, we had five cases, and on we've usually been trending uh, one or two cases a day for the last week or so. This is an increase for us. We used to go about one case every three or four days, so it's been nice to see this increase. In fact, we had a gap from the uh, seven six to 
719, where we actually didn't have any cases at all. And so being able to see our services being more widely used is really good for us. Okay. So um, in IRC, you're also possible to create multiple channels if needed, right? Yeah, that's correct. So um, if I uh, am stuck in a cone or uh, my hole is breached, where do I go right now? So currently all repairs are conducted through our website. That's wholeseals.space. And there's going to be a big green button saying, I need repairs. And you just click that. It'll take you to, you can choose what type of service you need. You fill out a web form and we've got your case and we'll do what we can to help you. We've made it as quick as we can and as simple as we can without requiring any additional accounts or too much effort to uh, get the help that you need. And is it smarter to log out to the main menu before doing everything of that, or should you just stay in-game? In general, for repairs, you don't need to log out to the main menu. Uh, it's because you aren't going to die of sitting at 40% hull in a system. We'll encourage you not to continue jumping. Uh, but of course, if your canopy is breached or for any reason you are on emergency oxygen, you, you we ask that you log out to the main menu immediately. That way we don't waste any precious oxygen. Yeah, that's what um, that's what fuel rats do with uh, uh, code reds, isn't it? With when the fuel is too low and life supports and um, life supports on. So very similar, very similar ways of proceeding. Um, sorry, very similar ways of going ahead for rescue. We've talked about how Distant Worlds 2 brought together the whole seals. So how do you think Distant Worlds 3 is going to... How, how do you think Distant Worlds 3 is going to affect the whole seals? And what's your plan for it? Really, there's a lot of unknowns about Distant Worlds 3 or if such an expedition is going to exist. It really comes down to what the organizers of Distant Worlds 3 have to say and how they decide to go forward. Uh, it depends on the different tools that it, uh, Frontier puts into Elite and Odyssey. In any event, we're going to be there and we're going to be offering our services to anyone who needs them. Uh, even regardless of what happens during Distant Worlds 3, we don't see any reason why we wouldn't uh, be there to help people when the expedition eventually goes forward. But would you uh, set it up differently than the normal uh, case use? So if you are uh, if you are going to then, for example, go to wholesales.space uh, and you say, I need repairs, there also will be a button to say, are you uh, currently operating in Distant Worlds 3? So it will be diverted to a separate uh, separate uh, uh, subdirectory or something? Yeah. With our average case per day ratio, I don't personally see that being a huge necessity. However, we'd have to see how things evolve over time uh, before we make any decision like that for sure. Yeah, but it's also not the worst idea. Okay, so one final thing, one final thing about uh, uh, Hull Seals. Since uh, Hull Seals, uh, since the launch of uh, uh, fleet carriers, the Hull Seals SOP has changed a lot, hasn't it? Because when a Code Black uh, rescue is on the way, you don't have to bring them to the station. You can bring the station to them. Am I right? So that depends on a couple different use cases. For most rescues, it is not worth taking a carrier, hoofing it all the way across the galaxy, and dropping it on a client. There are certainly use cases where that 
is helpful, including some code blacks in a limited capacity. However, carriers are big, expensive objects to move, and not every SEAL wants to be uh, holding their own station and dedicating it specifically to one thing. It can slow down response time, it costs resources, fuel, and credits uh, higher than a regular SEAL repair, but sometimes it is worth it. Additionally, it's not so much changed our SOP, but made it faster for us when we need to bring a client who has a code black canopy breach to a repair station. Those repair stations are now scattered throughout the galaxy, especially with things like fleet comms, DSSA, to make the last mile. The DSSA is a group of fleet carriers coordinated by Fleetcom private group. Uh, yes, I heard about this. Several repair carriers uh, everywhere in the galaxy. Like I think it's like three or four per sector in the galaxy. Um, the SEALs actually operate a carrier as a member of this, the HSRC Olympus Call in uh, the Circulian Tranquility which is about halfway between, Sag- or it's about a third of the way, actually, between Sagittarius A and Beagle Point. So it's on the other side of the galaxy if you're looking from the bubble. That's correct. But there's about three carriers in every sector except for the bubble, I believe. And, there are more than uh, that, or are there none? Yeah, I think there are more than that signed up. Uh, but the the goal was to have these carriers out there so that people can dock to for repair, refuel, uh, to offload their data, and to serve as essentially a checkpoint road on the way to wherever they're going. So yeah, I heard about it's, that. It's, it's not that you uh, get a carrier to a, to a client, but it's more that you use the carriers around you as stations. Well, every pretty case much. is different. Every case is different, but yeah, as Dan said, that's pretty much... That's pretty much how things work, that in general, we will bring the client to the station as opposed to the other way around. Okay. Yeah. So okay. like every every good service, Fuel Rats has this as well. It always comes along with some, some trolls that like to target some specific rats sometimes. So how do Hull Seals, have they got a big enough audience yet? Or how do Hull Seals cope with the, the trolls that are out to kill the seals and steal the fish? It's not the biggest problem in the world. We do have our wal- walrus crew, but in all reality, we've never been that targeted there, Rex. Right. Um, I tend to agree. So I'll break into what a walrus is in a second. But in general, we don't let it phase us or dissuade us from our services. We're there to help people. And yeah, some people may find it fun to go seal clubbing and uh, hunt down seals. Oh, why did we I've never really found... <laughs> The, I've really never really found the fun in it, but some people find that gameplay. We do have procedures to intercept cases we think are false, and SEALs never need to respond to a case if they don't feel safe doing it. We have procedures where we can request private groups if it's needed or helpful. But in general, it's not as big of a problem because it does involve taking your big uh, combat ship out to the middle of nowhere in the galaxy in most cases for our standard repairs i'm not saying that it doesn't happen i'm just saying that it's very rare and yeah. we generally we, we just don't let it phase us uh as to what dan said the walruses are while those don't help with pvp we have a strict no pvp combat policy while on duty 
Mm -hmm. um, we do have... Are you allowed to carry weapons? Yeah, that's that's what our walruses are. Our walruses are ships and seals designed to not only uh, provide repairs to clients, but also to ward off NPC threats to a mm -hmm. player. This is especially helpful if a player, say, has damaged themselves while mining in a ring and they are full of juicy cargo and a NPC pirate comes along and tries to start stealing it. Our job in that case, our walruses can go out there on a very limited basis. We don't have very many uh, deployments of them to not only repair the client, but also ward off NPC pirates or distract the NPCs long enough for the client to escape. But this is those walruses should be like really big if I'm like mining in my cutter. Uh, yeah, they, they would be very large, tanky vessels that can both soak up a lot of damage while still jumping long distances and being quick responders. But also, so if they ship... want to, they can have some teeth. Um, it When it comes down to ships, it's really ultimately the choice of each individual seal. We don't have any specifically designated walrus ships or builds. It's just however a client, or however a seal determines their best response is. Okay, so I think that's uh, enough for the interview. I don't know if you have anything more, Zach. So we talked about fleet care. Yeah, pretty much. But I want I'm wanting one more thing. How do you find being a house seal? Do you enjoy it? Long hours, bad pay, long distances, and I love it. Great. Yep, pretty much. It's also really great to be part of like a very unique thing in video gaming. We like, and I would say this about the fuel rats as well. We are a community that, in a game, go out and help other people. We in our inherent, like we have an inherent, like lawful good. Uh, so, well, we're more chaotic good, but that's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> like in gaming, and so to be part of a community that goes out of its way to, like Rick said, like have t like ten plus commanders all working for one commander to then take a four out like a uh uh to take four hours uh, four hours out of their day to go okay we're going to now coordinate miners we're going to coordinate a dispatcher we're going to coordinate another dispatcher for the miners like all of that all of that coming together in a in a beautiful symphony is something in all reality uh, is utterly rare in video gaming so it's it's something amazing as far as I know, I haven't seen any other game that has so many third-party communities that help other players. Exactly. It's, it's amazing, yeah. Right, so it's been lovely talking to you. So let's let's move on. After learning about that lovely Hull Seals, don't forget to check the Hull Seals out. That is Hull Seals... Sorry, what is it? It's HullSeals.Space? That's correct. Yes, so hullseals.space, don't forget to search up. And if you ever need repairs, if you ever just want to talk to a seal, don't forget hullseals.space and select the right option. So yes, that's the website you need to go to. Right, so now we're going to move on to another topic called credit rebalancing. I'm fairly sure you've probably all heard about this if you're on the forum. However, there are going to be some credit rebalancing that goes takes place. So Geordie, tell us what you know about credits. For as far as I know, there have been like uh, uh, things have been changed already. Uh, mining has been nerfed, if I'm right, and water has been uh, changed as well. The water prices with one credit, am I right? Just say yes. Yes. Okay, perfect. So, uh, 
I don't know if Dan or or Rick's itself you yourself know any anything about the credit rebalance and uh, what and how things are going to change. I have heard about combat changing. Wait, Do you what? have any numbers, maybe? I don't have any particular numbers, but I've definitely heard about the credit rebalancing, just like mm -hmm. everyone else. Um, personally, I find it interesting that they decided to start with a nerf, as opposed to bringing both a nerf and a buff at the same time. Um, I, I'm not a game developer, so I couldn't speak to exactly what the oh. reasoning behind this is. Oh but... my god, I just read. Sorry. I've just, I've been, <laughs> wait, so uh, you're telling me they're going to be making, doing like bounty hunting, you get more credits for it. Exactly. That's what it sounds yes! like. Yes, yeah. yes, oh my god, so, I can play the game again. <laughs> I, that's, I'm actually in agreement, and so I actually am, um, like, one of my uh, uh, tags I give myself in the game is as a miner. I find having a cup of tea uh, and, or coffee and putting, um, like, a movie on and mining to be very relaxing but in all reality we shouldn't have a video game where the only way to make mass profit is to be in mining and one of david david uh brett brett Bre 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 braben there it is my like my tongue just got like my my tongue got uh, caught on my teeth anyways um uh, made wanted to make sure that the game was balanced so you didn't do one thing just to make a lot of profit uh, so this is more back in line with that. I'm also okay with making the game a little bit harder. This is not this is not an easy game. It's not supposed to be an easy game. It's supposed to be a hard game. So if it's a little harder to make your profit to get to the end game, like monetary wise, well, boohoo, pull up your bootstraps. Let's go and get and get stuff done. That's that's that, what. Sorry, storage guy, and you can continue. Continue. That's okay. So no, as in conclusion. Like, it's good that combat is going to get more preface, like, other than, ooh, combat's fun. It's like, no, you're going to make some money off of it, too. And bringing mining down, yeah, like, I actually think it's too easy to get a fleet carrier. And so, like, and that's why we have, like, I was doing engineering the other day, uh, yesterday, and I just jump into any engineering system. It has, at minimum, 15 fleet carriers. Fleet, there's too many fleet carriers. Um, and this, and this makes the game a little bit harder because you're not going to be able to just make the hand over fist profits, um, that you could from mining. And I'm very much okay with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, I didn't, I didn't know this was coming. And uh, honestly, because, because the only reason I stopped playing elite, we, yes, we already discussed this. I stopped playing elite because obviously I found mining so boring. I don't like mining. I just, okay. I, I, I need something to do. I mean, you're do. wrong, but Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't like mining and it, it's such high reward for anything else that you don't really get much money for doing anything else So I'm very glad that they're hopefully making combat you earn much more money because that's what that was one of my favorite things to do bounty hunting And if you can actually earn probably a similar profit that'll be I come back to the game So I just, don't think like thing. it's gonna be similar to mining because mining itself is gonna have is gonna be nerfed but I think it's like uh, mining is going to be nerfed dramatically, but the rest is going to be buffed dramatically. Because if you it look doesn't take at two hours to earn one million. No, I don't think so. Good. Uh, what All I right. think, like, uh, if you look at the, the the mission boards and the the passenger boards right now, you have to fly maybe like two or three thousand light years to maybe get like twenty million credits, and that should yeah. be buffed to maybe like one hundred times. I don't know. What do you guys think?
If you if you do so, if you do those uh, sightseeing mission, missions where you have to go all the way like to uh, uh, again, I, I will sit, I will sit here and tell you I'm okay with it. This game is a grind. If you don't like the grind or you think the grind is too much, I understand that. There are ways of shortening the grind, but the grind like this is the grind game. I, I I'm I'm for uh, ways of making this game more time consuming and longer. But well, if you I tear would... down, if you tear down every game, every game literally turns right. out to a grind. It, it's a gameplay loop, and it, it's designed that way. It's meant to uh, keep you around. It's meant to keep you playing. You, it's meant to give you that psychological. I have something to do, and it gives you the thing to do, and you keep coming back to it for return reward. Exactly. I don't particularly agree that the game needs to be excessively grindy. I agree that, yes, you should need to actually put some work in to get these things. It's, it's the same reason I was actually in favor of upkeep on fleet carriers. It's like mm -hmm. you are owning a giant city in the sky. It costs a little bit to run. Uh, but when it comes to the changes to mining, the changes to combat, like, I don't think there should be a game with a single stream of making money where you have to do this one pathway to make money effectively because right now you have to mine to make money effectively i'm absolutely fine with slightly taking down how much you're going to get from mining or at least laser mining maybe up the prices of skilled mining like uh, deep core and other stuff yeah. like that but i'm also heavily in favor of upping the worthwhile of mission running trading combat especially combat like Combat should be as valid a skill as any in this game. There should be places for you to actually put that and get a defined reward, because it also would, in my mind, probably help people getting bored and going commander hunting instead. Making it mm. worthwhile, because we do have three main... We have four, really. We have four main gameplay loops in Elite. Exploration, you go out, you honk systems, you scan systems, you come back. It's decently profitable if you're selective about what you scan. There's yeah. combat. You go out, you fight people, you come back. You, you, you. It's not profitable sometimes. It's it's incredibly sad to see it like that. There's trade, which, again, you can hit gold rushes, you can hit droughts. It's an active market, but it still doesn't compare to the fourth mining. And the fact that unskilled laser mining, where you're just pointing at a rock and clicking a button, shouldn't be this 10 times more profitable exercise. Mm. So say it's important to realize that we're actually talking about end, end game pro, uh, profit mechanics um, because that's where this high end money comes in. Now, yes, it means that you can like if you if you get into like the IMU, which is a great way to be probably making money until like until this is all like come it comes comes into gear, which is I know is not long, but I think you have like the did it when did it rebalance? Was it past or coming? A little bit of both. They already took down mining, but they haven't buffed anything in response. Okay. Which, so basically which is, you know. it, it, we're talking about end game mechanics because the amount of money that we're talking about is is for your fleet carriers, for your oh, I need to be buying the high end for my uh fed uh fed corvette. And so it's like the end game mechanics need to be rebalanced, but you no, know, you can still make good profit, early game profit, uh, uh, even mid game profit from all but maybe combat uh, for mid game. But it's the end game that um, that we're talking about, and I think that's really important for a perspective 
of what you should be looking at, like, at, in this conversation. Exactly. But do you guys think um, pirating should be buffed as well? I actually am for um, better uh, pirate um, uh, mechanics. Like, you, like, I, like say, for example, because at one point I was uh, really heavy in the Federation, and and then I became an alliance after a you know a internal head cannon. But anyways, um, <laughs> but the uh, like you should have privateer letters where you make money per head of an imperial like player or an imperial NPC you kill, and and then you go back and if you get to, if you do it alive you should be able to make profit from privateering. Um, for your um, affiliation. Right, and I'm really unsure about how they really could do that, but I don't think it's a necessarily bad idea. Elite is, it's in the name of the game, a dangerous place. Mm -hmm. It's not supposed to be the safest, most sit-back, relax, and enjoy the ride uh, game out there it does require some skill and it has some risks along with playing it. And that's kind of what makes it fun is that things can go south on you. Things can go sideways. Other players have impacts on what you do. So no, and I actually think that we have good mechanics for trolls and um, where you have like the elite, um, the elite uh, forces that come out. If you uh, like kind of um, hit too many players. So I think that it's good because there's a troll mechanic, but at the same time, no, I should be able to go after four or five players and like 20 NPCs. And then yes, the elite space force comes after me. Uh, and then I have to run away back to my like safe havens inside the allegiances. I think be, uh, the, the, what is it? The um, power play can be really well done. Um, and in this kind of, like, I'm not for trolls, but I'm okay with the troll mechanics. I'm for privateering as a mechanic of the game. And I'm kind of similar to Dan, is that Elite is a game of balance as much as it a game of anything else. And it's that just because I disagree with a, say, a pirate or a, a or a power play users mechanics sometimes doesn't mean they shouldn't have those options but we also have to keep in mind abuse we don't want to have mm -hmm. a system where people can just willy-nilly smack people around and get away with it because of technicalities or make other people's experiences ruined just to benefit their own this is this is things like really ganking, uh you know where like people will go out and find the weakest ship they can to pick on to make themselves feel big. And those are things that we should probably avoid. But having defined pirate interactions and having these defined experiences can be good. So it's really about striking the right balance. And what that balance is, I'll admit, I don't know. I don't think Dan knows. I don't think anyone knows. It's something that has to be found, and it's something that FDEV has to take great care when they decide to uh, spin things. That was a really big, really big podcast this 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 episode, guys. I think I think we should we should put it to a close right now. Get I have to go back to sleep. Same.
I think that's actually, I think that might be, both Ricks and I are, uh, uh, live in America, and we both woke up at 6 a.m. to do this podcast. (laughs) Some of us haven't had a full night's sleep either. Do I go back to sleep, or do I stay up? So, how would you guys think this went? I, I think it went perfectly. I liked it. It was fun. No, no, nothing went wrong at all. Absolutely not. No, nothing went wrong. It's not the 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 seventy thousand fake or something. I've been advised by my attorney that I am not going to. I'm gonna uh, plead the fifth on, on that. <laughs> <laughs> and if you did enjoy the podcast, don't forget to check out Hull Seals, Hull Seals dot space. Also, don't forget to join the Discord server. Don't forget to join the the go to the IRC. That is Hull Seals dot space again. Hull Seals dot space. And yes, don't forget to check out everything else. Don't forget to check out the podcast. Don't forget to check out and share the podcast with your friends. Don't forget to love Rickson. Don't forget to love Danger Dan. Don't forget to love Geordie. Don't forget to buy otters and send them to my address. Um, Don't find my address, please. And uh, squeak. Squeak. Rickson and Dan are supposed to say squeak or twig. Arf, arf, arf. I don't conform. <laughs> I don't conform. Squeak, squeak, squeak.